My favorite sound in the world is a cat eating dry food. <laughs> so pure, so delicious in its intensity, so satisfying in its mechanical nature. It's a rarity to find an animal with eating restrictions. They eat, they poop, we clean up after them. They don't demand a gluten-free waffle. <laughs> they enjoy the moment of a delicious meal. The circle of life is so well demonstrated by animals' relentless pragmatism and clarity. I adore animals. It's rare to find a photo of a human in my phone. <laughs> If found, one would think the owner of the phone was an animal. <laughs> when a friend said, how do you expect to meet someone when your profile pic on Facebook is a pug? I replied, I'll meet someone who loves that my profile pic is a pug. <laughs> when I bike around my neighborhood, I purposely choose a route to include 23rd Street so I can see the paralyzed Frenchie who sunbathes on the front lawn. <laughs> One afternoon, I met his owner, who was surprised at our established long-term relationship. <laughs> I care for a lop-eared rabbit named Penelope, who's a wee bit of a princess, as her dad calls her. She has bitten me and urinated on me, and yet I love her deeply. I told her dad when she peed, and he said, oh, she's never peed on me. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> then there's Skippy, a neighborhood dog in a pink harness. Whenever I say, have a great day, Skippy, her mom says, oh, Skippy always has a great day. <laughs> Happiness is a choice. Thanks for the reminder, Skippy. <laughs> I even inadvertently ate a rabbit turd recently. <laughs> it was mixed in with some cashews, and although I realized what it was, I just kept on chewing. <laughs> it was so grassy, it was actually tasty, and in a way, I felt closer to my pet rabbits when I ate it. <laughs> Except at the very end when it was clear what it was. Naturally, I have a pet sitting business. In fact, just last weekend, I was hired to escort a German shepherd named Mocha to a wedding at the Fairmont. <laughs> I have yet to walk a red carpet, but standing for photos with Mocha was pretty close. <laughs> I love all my clients, especially the emotionally damaged ones. Little Koji, who was rescued from a Korean dog market. I can't look him in the eye, and he's extremely shy and fearful. The night he lay on the bed and rolled over to give me his belly, I started to cry. I was so happy he trusted me, but I was also crying for all the animals in the world being mistreated. It's deep for me. So when I heard a dog howling for long periods of time near my building, I was concerned. After several days of trying to find out where the pup's howls were coming from, I left a note at the building asking about the dog. A few days later, I got a sheepish call from the owner. We just adopted Truman and had no idea he was so upset when we left. I assured her I bore no ill will to the dog or to her, but I just wanted to make sure that the hound was okay. The howling stopped when the owner took Truman to work, and I felt better. And then, much to my surprise, I got a text from the owner. We're going away for a few weeks. Can we hire you to stay with Truman? We can't think of a better dog sitter since it's clear you care about animals. I jumped at the chance to get to know Truman better, and they lived across the street. It would be so convenient. I went to their home to meet Truman, a delicious mixture of Basset and Beagle with big brown eyes and a habit of standing with his feet pointing outwards like a dancer's first position. 
They mentioned he had some quirky habits. He only ate if you kept him company. He liked a few rounds of twinkle, twinkle, little star before he went to sleep. I was already falling in love with this beast. The couple mentioned that they had more travel in October, and they were thrilled to have a sitter so close. I already visualized fall activities with Truman. Apple picking, jumping in leaves together, long walks at dusk. The evening I arrived, he wouldn't leave his crate. I didn't stress. I told him, I'll be there when you wake up, and when he was ready. I took a short nap on the couch, and when I awoke, he was sitting up, out of the crate, staring at me. He slept with me that night and took up most of the bed, a magical skill all dogs possess, large or small. In the morning, we went for a walk. I was delighted to be so close to home, and we bounded up the stairs to my front door. I wanted to grab a nice coffee and quickly say hi to my cats and rabbits. Bringing him in seemed like a bad idea, so I tied him loosely to a chair on my patio. I opened my door. He saw my cats and ran chair dragging after him. His strength took me by surprise. What happened next happened in slow motion in my brain, but with a speed I could not fathom. As his leash unraveled, he left the chair behind him and ran directly into the street at 8.30 in the morning with cars and kids and other dogs. I watched a car hit him, and the car kept driving, and Truman kept running down the street at some kids with incredible speed, darting to and fro. And then suddenly he turned around and ran home, where I found him following a trail of blood drops, bleeding from a gash in his chest, panting and waiting on his doorstep. I was so relieved he'd returned home, but horrified at his wound. And when I put him in the car, he shat all over my back seat. And the mixture of blood and crap just mirrored the rage I felt at myself for making such a stupid mistake. I left the crap in my car for hours as if to punish myself. As soon as I got him to the hospital and he was seen to, I had to text the owner. She was in Europe and unreachable by phone, and it was the first morning of her three-week vacation with her fiancé. I thought I was going to throw up. I thought she was going to be enraged at my incompetence. She was incredibly calm. Her dad drove in from Pasadena to help and take over Truman Care. He was incredibly kind. He even hugged me. The only person with unrelenting unkindness towards me was me. Truman stayed overnight at the hospital, and I couldn't sleep for fear he would die. I could not re stop replaying the scene over and over in my head with the right results, the right choices, the right pet sitter. I called a friend who was a vet. In fact, mother to Chubbs, the famous internet hug I drove to Vegas to visit. She told me animals had died in her care, and over and over again she kept saying accidents happen. Yet over and over again I spoke aloud to myself, what kind of moron does something like this? It's been a long ha habit of mine, a lifelong habit of mine, the self-flagellation as one friend calls it. I'm not sure what purpose it serves. I do know I feel out of control when certain events occur, so I turn to what I can control, anger at myself. It's an emotional form of cutting. It is a choice, though. And when I stop, it's uncomfortable, like a new pair of shoes that needs to be broken in. And it frees up a lot of time because I'm not obsessing. And it leaves space to work on myself. Ugh. 
<laughs> the fertile void, that space between old behavior and new. I felt less lonely in my pain when I placed a hold on a self-compassion book at the library and 73 people were ahead of me on the queue. <laughs> I guess I'm not the only person in Santa Monica struggling with this. <laughs> when Truman's parents returned, I went to see them. I apologized for all the stress I'd caused, especially since they were so far away. I apologized for all the pain I'd caused Truman. I offered to pay the vet bills. I explained exactly what happened, every single detail. They sat on their couch listening and not looking at me. Truman's dad held his head in his hands. I started to cry and immediately apologized for making it about me. Yes, I was even self-critical about my contrition. After all was said and done, the reality hit me. Truman lives across the street. What would it be like to see him? A thought occurred to me. I could replace the recrimination with gratitude. Gratitude that he is alive. Gratitude that he taught me a beautiful lesson about radical self-compassion. Occasionally, I've seen Truman being walked. The owner is cool, not overly friendly by any means. But Truman? Truman is a delightful, love-filled pup who bears no ill will towards me. Like Skippy's unrelenting joy, Truman chooses the here and now, chooses the present, and to see me for exactly what I am, human. <laughs>